And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's The Plague, week 32 of the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. She's a writer, author, and theme park reporter. It's Carly Wiesel. And he's a writer, comedian, who would love it if you'd stop yelling your strong regional pizza opinions at him. It's Jordan Morris. Tone Zone is here pissing off the Instagram gods and watching his algorithms get crushed. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison. Hello, my little muffaletta sandwiches. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend. That particular carb, which also has a lot of meat and some olives in it, was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Maureen Bozduman. I've never had this kind of sandwich, but I feel like I've had all the components of it separately. So if you think about it, they've united in my tummy. And I say tummy because I have children. And you don't want and them, that's you don't just want, how it, you don't want them to use bad language like stomach. <laughs> <laughs> that's we don't exactly, say stomach in this house. We say tummy. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right. We don't say um, farts. We say toots. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in my house, I have a bi flatulent house. We say farts. We and we say a pan flatulent house. It's parts farts and toots. Oh, and, wow, it doesn't um, even look like. Whoop! That was the wrong drop. I tried to play a new <laughs> drop and then I hit the wrong one. Oh, let's Jeez. hear the right one. Do you uh, want to set it? Do you want to set it up again, Allison? Do you want to say what you were saying so it kind of flows a little more naturally? I mean, I don't want to tell you how to do the show, but <laughs> or should we just let it all hang out? Ooh. Yeah, no, let's let let's let it all you, hang out. We're gonna let it all hang out. I want to hear the right one, Tony. Shit, poop, diarrhea, farts, butts. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second to even figure out who it is. That's Jackie Johnson. That I love week. it. Yes. I love it. Thank you for honing in on the magic. Um, I would like to say hello. Wait a minute. What? Oh, my word. I would like to say hello to my guest. But first, let me just explain the whole Patreon thing in case you've been living under a rock. I'm on Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> I was typing. You always do <laughs> Also, Tony, your typing is thunderously loud again. Again, it's like a stampede of uh, yeah, stampede well, I, of. I, I fixed it last time. This is this is all going to hell so quickly. Today. I know. And last time, last time I made a mistake for the first time ever in the history of this show, and it looks like it's going to be another one mistake-filled episode, and then a lot of little other things are going to happen. Anyway, um, could I be any? ruder to my guests who are just just waiting in the wings anyway <laughs> patreon all sorts of fun stuff on patreon patreon.com slash allison rosen um and right now uh you can if you sign up so now they're doing annual membership so if you sign up for an annual membership you get two months free so it's 12 months for the price of 10 months um i'm now doing almost weekly bonus episodes 
three to four extra episodes a month. And I do uh, a live stream where you can ask me anything. And it's just super duper fun. And also, Tony has agreed to be part of an upcoming Patreon bonus episode where Daniel and I and Tony are going to watch an episode, one of my favorites of Facts of Life, and then talk about it. So you got to get in on that. <laughs> anyway, allow me to say hello to my guests, Jordan Morris. Hello. Welcome back. It's been... Hi. It's been... Uh, it feels recent, actually, but judging from your change in microphone, which we canvassed before the show started, it actually has been some time, I guess. Yeah, and actually, there's something that came up on the last episode that I've been feeling bad about since the episode, so maybe you wanted oh. to just take take a minute to apologize, not just to you, but also to all the listeners who I who I deceived. Oh, I got to hear about this. Should we bring in all the guests and then, or do, or do you want to do you want a little special no, Jordan yeah, I moment? Think let's 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 involve everyone in my deception. Okay, <laughs> le- I cannot wait to find out. And then also joining us for the very first time, someone I'm very excited to welcome to the show. It is Carly Weissel. She is a um, professional theme park journalist. She has written tons of very funny stories, um, and she hosts a podcast called Very Amusing, which Jeff Fox, Colonel Jeff Fox, or we would call him Chef Jeff, who you guys know very well, um, is now working with her and recommended her and felt like she has strong opinions about minutia, so she would fit well <laughs> with this. But the audience of my show. Hello and welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. That's maybe the most accurate way I've ever been described in my whole life. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta give him a tip or something this month because wow. I'm obsessed with minutia um, and, and also farts. So I feel like you're going to fit right in. Can't wait. Um, how did you and Jeff get connected? We got connected through, it was like a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend because I reached out to someone who asked someone. They weren't available to edit my pod. Then I was introduced to someone else who was actually a mutual friend. So Jeff is like somehow in a friend circle of mine and I had no idea because I've never had an audio need. Well, there you go. I, I have sp- I have specific questions for you because I read your story about you flying 900 miles to meet Kim Kardashian and then, and then being... Well, we'll get into that. But first, let's find out. Jordan Morris, Tony, play something to indicate like, do, do, do. Um, well, I mean, I wasn't introduced, but, you know, I guess. Oh, my uh... God. <laughs> oh. Don't ask the man to play classic soap opera stings unless you've introduced him properly. This is an on. This is COVID-19 is bad. And this is worse. Mm, yes. This is, I would like to immediately retract that since I know that I have listeners whose lives have been deeply touched. I mean, all of our lives have been affected by it, but like there's probably someone listening who's like, I just lost someone close to me and it was bad. So I'd like to apologize to all of you, but I just want to say the plague of me forgetting to say hi to Tony is up there in terms of things that are bad. Lisa Lowry recommended his new nickname should be Forget Tony. Yeah, mm. he doesn't mm. like it. It's just, I mean, come on, it's it's not good. <laughs> Tony, who? <laughs> Tony, I'm sorry. You have pointed out that if I don't do it at the beginning of the show, I sometimes I'll remember around minute 49. Uh-huh. Anyway, hello, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Don't worry, <laughs> I have addressed the loud typing once again. I don't know why the microphone got turned back up, but I'm here to let you know. Yeah, Smooth Tony, sailing from here. A- you have to be updating your live journal during the show. <laughs> <laughs> my my so, flowers want to know what I'm doing. <laughs> the listeners don't hear the loud typing, but that's one of the perks on Patreon. 
Patreon. <laughs> All right. So Jordan. Yes. Let's hear the 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 oh my god, what are we gonna hear staying? <sighs> okay. So yeah, this is a it's a big public apology. This is very tough for me. Um so a, a couple the last time I was on the show or a couple times ago, um, I was talking about some changes I made to my diet. And one of those changes was uh, instead of, you know, buying kind of standard bread, I would I had started eating Dave's bread, which is Dave's, Dave's, killer, Dave's bread. killer bread, <laughs> which is a, you know, lower carb, uh, organic-y thing that you eat when you're watching your carbs. Mm. And as soon as I mentioned Dave's killer bread, uh, you know, the, the, the everybody on the show kind of jumped in talking about how much they did not like Dave's killer bread. You know, it's... It, it's weird. It's got a weird texture. Why is it so thin? And it was kind of just this pylon, and it was delightful. And I participated in the pylon, but afterwards, I felt I felt so disingenuous because I actually really like Dave's Killer Bread. Um, I've become to be. I've I've I, I like looking at their mascot now. He's a he's a source <laughs> of comfort for me. The rock and roll dad is a um, he's a comforting figure and. You know, and I think I was just I was having fun with all the goofing on the mm. bread, and also you know I I know I know how it looks when like someone makes a diet substitution and then like tries to get everybody else on board with it. It's like carobs just as good as chocolate, and you just want to <laughs> shake the person and go fucking no, it's not. It's nowhere close. <laughs> and I know I I didn't want to be the guy who's like I like it. It's really good bread, but I do I do feel like I'm I have to live my truth. Okay. I'm enjoying my, you know, my my two pieces of Dave's toast a week. I look forward to them. The seeds add a nice texture. Again, I want their cartoon rock and roll dad mascot to <laughs> hug me and pet my head and tell me everything's gonna be fine. I like Dave's. I stand Dave's, and I'm I'm sorry that I was dishonest about it for the purposes of comedy. Who boy, that feels good. The weight's been lifted. <laughs> Tony, do it now. Lifted. Oh, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, this thing? Warranted. It was, that was, <laughs> that story warranted that sound effect. <laughs> Jordan. Yes. Do you feel better? I do, yeah. Now I that you lighter? Now that you've put this on us. Right. Do you... What do you, I hope you feel do you, better. Do you, am I burdening you somehow? What, what's happening? I don't want to be. I don't I'm just be a, Okay. I was just kidding. As if but you yes, had it like. Feels, it feels confessed. good. And now I can be kind of honest about Dave's moving forward. Um, Not to get all meta about this, but I actually know as someone who was on the Adam Carolla show for many years, I know the specific predicament you mean where you're like, I'm going along with this for comedy, but deep down I don't enjoy. Yes. Yes. You just, you just said, why do all women enjoy pimple popping videos? And you just said, Allison, I know you specifically love them. Right. And I went, yeah. And no, I don't. I think they're gross. <laughs> but anyway, but I had to go along with it. So I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, what I maybe remember. If, maybe it's like an improv class, like say yes and thing I think it is. Yeah. Kind of like if yeah. you've taken an improv class, we've had that drilled into us. I don't know. I think what I remember from the Dave's Killer Bread conversation was the discussion of what he looks like. And you referred to him as a zaddy. And I didn't yeah. know what that was. Yeah. Um. I don't remember us piling on the bread that much. 
I don't really either. I think your memory is probably accurate. Yeah, I mean, maybe we need to go back to the tapes. Uh, it could just <laughs> right. be that I felt it so hard that I was being dishonest in that moment that right. it was more pronounced to me. But um, but yeah, but there it is. Would you describe it as a bilf? Oh, wh- uh, oh, a bread that I'd yeah. like to fuck? <laughs> yeah. well, let's see how much longer quarantine goes. <laughs> Talk to me in two months. <laughs> What is I might spe- be bilfing the loaf. Is there a specific variety of Dave's Killer Bread that you uh, uh, yeah, it, stand? I like I like to try. I've I've tried a lot of their different varietals. I like them all. Um, it's the kind of the thin stuff with the seeds on it. Um, mm. There's like a flax, and yeah, I love the texture of those seeds, and uh, I don't miss the girth of normal bread. Um, <laughs> I think a, a thin. A thinner slice is okay by me. It's, you know, not the girth of the bread. It's how it tastes. Mm. Um, and so, you get yeah. two You get two a week. Yeah, about that. That's, I don't, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not strong enough to like, <laughs> you know, commit myself to like a rigorous calorie counting. I'm, I think, I'm not I'm like calling it a diet. I'm just calling it like watching what I eat or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, changing my uh, mouth mouth chews i don't know i'm i'm i, I for some reason i'm self-conscious it's, it's about not a diet, diet it's a lifestyle where i'm changing my mouth chews. i'm changing my mouth chews my chews are different i'm using my mouth on different things that i normally would use the mouth on yeah uh so so yeah i'm not like i'm not i'm not calorie counting in that way but yeah i'm just trying to like you know Mind the carbs, mind the sweets, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Because your doctor recommended you don't eat carbs. He did, yes. Oof, I hope he's proud of the, the new Jordan. Yeah, I, I, I hope, yeah, Dr. Uh, yeah, Dr. David R. Gene. he did a, did, a, did a nice job. Ooh, his name is That's Dave, That's his last too? name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, I wouldn't call him a zaddy. Um, <laughs> he's not quite jacked enough to be a zaddy, but um, he's a handsome guy. Dr. Wait, David. his last name is Alatagene? Yeah. And I might be mispronouncing that, but yeah. So th- that's a lot of name. Oh, that was, ah, uh, <laughs> that was like a fucking Carrie Bradshaw pun. Alatagene, that's a lot of name. <laughs> and that was, and I wasn't trying to do that. I was just pointing right. out there's a lot going on in that name. Allison, that's what happens when you have three Cosmos before the show. <laughs> <laughs> you make those, you make those yeah. Bradshaw gags. Carly. Sup? And I don't mean to set you up by announcing that you have strong opinions about my new show and then like throwing to you with, do you have opinions about this bread? Because if you, you oh, hell yeah. don't, I got, okay, I got, good. I got feelings on Dave's. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, don't follow the path that Jordan has. Don't go down Jordan's well-trod path of lying about bread. No, right. no, no. I will not For be tempted by, by seed-based jokes when it comes to Dave's. Uh, I love it, but I think my only problem with this whole situation is that if you're only getting two slices of bread in a week, don't you want more of an event bread? Don't you want something that's that's not like... Dave's is supposed to be an everyday bread because it's so thinly sliced, it's like nothing. But it's not supposed to be your like two slices a week. Oh, event bread. Yeah. I love that idea. Don't you want so a, fo- saying- a focaccia or like a baguette because you're you're only getting bread one day a week. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it, it, I'm, I am, I am treating myself every now and then. So yeah, I guess, I guess I am using Dave's as a more everyday, everyday 
bread. But um, yeah, I, I just kind of pulled two a week out of, out of the air. So, um, you know, I will have the occasional croissant. Uh, my my favorite like thing in the world is like a big iced coffee and a breakfast carb. So, Ooh. you know, once in a while, I'll let myself have a iced coffee and a bagel, iced coffee and a scone, uh, something like that. Okay. So, yeah, those that's what I'm that's what I'm having when I'm not having the Dave's. How do you feel about an Ezekiel? Oh, mm. I tried Ezekiel. Okay, so I I think I've talked about this, and i i had a I had a meeting with a, a a pretty rigorous nutritionist, and I told her that I was eating Dave's, like in a way that I was patting myself on the back, like I was like, she's gonna love hearing this. She's gonna love hearing. <laughs> she's gonna, what, you know, yeah. She's like, you're a model patient, and I'm like, oh yeah. So I'm uh, I'm having Dave's, and she's like, yeah, you should really try Ezekiel, you know, in this way about like, you know, it's like if when I was 16 and told someone I liked Green Day and they're like, oh, real? well, you should really be listening to Crass. Um, mm, really cute, Dave's. Um, so yeah, I tried Ezekiel and I thought it fucking sucked. I did think Ezekiel sucked and this is this is my God's honest truth. I'm not doing this for comedy. I thought Ezekiel was, was, was uh, nasty and tasted stale um, and I went back to Dave's. I went, I went running back to Zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? It might be better for you, but I did not like it. Why did? She, why is she um, pushing Ezekiel? More seeds? More mouthfeel? Good question. Yeah, I don't know if Ezekiel. I am. Yeah, and again, I am. I'm such a bad, a, a, a bad dieter. I don't really. I, I. I think I'm bad at like reading labels, so I can't really tell mm. how much better or worse these things are from each other. But um, I don't know. Yeah, does anybody else who's a better dieter know why Ezekiel would be better than Dave's? Well, I think it's because it's sprouted, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I it's one of those things like antioxidants. It's like, what? Okay, it's good. I should have that. That's a lot. I just know that one time I had an, an, an onion that I cut in half and I left it in the refrigerator and um, like a, a it started growing a green stem. It almost seemed like a oh, yeah. green onion was growing out of the center of my cut yellow onion. And I was, yeah, I didn't know what was going on, but it looked fresh. It wasn't like there's mold growing on it. It was like a, is what's happening. And that is, it sprouted. So that is what sprouted means as regards right. an onion with bread. I don't know. Forget Tony. Do you have opinions about this? Uh, no, I'm not positive I've even had Ezekiel bread. I've certainly seen it. I'm aware it exists, but I I can't recall ever eating it. And so, is it religious? I feel like it is. I don't know. I'm trying oh. to. I'm about to try. Maybe and look in the this way up. that like Doctor Bronner's is kind of religious. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I was thinking that as as well from that same school of uh, Whole Foods. Whole Wait, Foods thought. What is um, Doctor Bronner's religion? I, like how does this manifest? I and I've I've never even purchased this, but I know what it is. I just know there's a lot of writing on the label, and I haven't taken the time to read all of it. So it feels like it's pushing an agenda, and I don't know yeah. what that agenda is. The bottle, the bottle is opinionated. Um, <laughs> the bottle is mansplaining to me while I'm in the shower. I don't appreciate it. Just because you're a doctor, um, I think it is. I think it has something to do with Judaism. I think it is a kind of Judaism. Dr. Bronner. I don't know, because then we would have this stuff free-flowing at summer camp, if that was true. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Carly, where did did you grow up? Uh, Because you live, you're in California now, where did you grow up? I grew up in Chicago. Mm, And when did you move out here? 
I moved, I think, five years ago from New York. So I went, uh, I went, I grew up outside Chicago. I went to school in Illinois. And then a minute after graduation, went to New York. And then after, I think, like six or seven years, was like, no more winter. And then wound up here. <laughs> Do you miss, um, I'm going to guess maybe not, given the way you said that. But I was going to ask if you missed New York. I lived in New York for years. It is a running joke on the show because people claim that I mention it too much. So... Now the joke is that I never mention it, but I just mentioned it. So I've been hoist on my own petard. Anyway, do you miss it? I miss one restaurant and like a, a family, but beyond that, no. No. I mean, it's all, it's all city banks now. They've like ruined. I'm, I'm at the point, like when you cross the other half of a decade, you really start to see all of your old favorite stuff go away and just become mm-hmm. Dwayne Reed's and it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> there what really are, the, are a lot of Dwayne Reeds. What are the so because you're you're such a big theme park person, you work in the industry. Uh what were the big were there like Chicago area theme parks that you grew up with? So that's what's weird is that I wound up doing this job randomly. I went to Disney World on my bachelorette party, which is sounds like a punchline, <laughs> but it's not. Uh I went because it was February and my favorite place in the world outside Chicago is Wisconsin Dells. Which isn't very theme park, but it's the water park capital of the country slash world. So I grew up going there and was obsessed with it. And you can't do that in February because it's Mm -hmm. Wisconsin. So I really didn't, I didn't unpack any of this until I went there randomly and then was like, this is my life now. And then remembered it was all these childhood joys that were swimming around that I completely forgot about. I so I was listening um so your most recent episode of very amusing is about what it is like to be a theme park journalist and you talk to a bunch of theme park journalists and I was curious have you is so you you not now obviously when we're all staying in our own houses but um n- like in normal life when you get to know these other theme park journalists cuz you see them on trips and all this stuff is there something that you've noticed that you guys all have in common? I mean, aside from a love of theme parks. Ooh, um, the same frustrations with the job, I guess, which is like how coworkers bond. But it's it's most interesting because we all wouldn't have met otherwise. And we just keep winding up at the same formal events. It's kind of like if you went to nine weddings with the same person and they were always at your <laughs> table, you'd be like, oh, that's my that's my wedding friend. Like we always dance and then we always split a slice of cake. It's like that, <laughs> except that now because when you, you kind of just get sucked in. So I started very casually and now it's all I do and it's all I think about and it's all my text messages. It's everything. So we are just on a group thread all day and they become the only people I talk to. But but I, like personality wise or similar childhoods or any of that, is is there any sort of common denominator? Actually, I don't think so. Because we all grew up in different places. Uh, we all live in different places. Some people have been obsessed with Disney since they were a kid. Some people have kind of embraced it more later in life. It really kind of varies. Can I hear more about a bachelorette party at Disney yes. World. I, I I don't know if you've exhausted the comedy possibilities of this yet, but I definitely <laughs> imagined a after hours character based Magic Mike show. Oh, I how I <laughs> there's like how a sexy I wish, Pinocchio. I, I wish it was pretty tame, except that we it's just 
It was a group of like 14 or 15 women who by 3 a.m. were like, my feet hurt. Like that was the whole (laughs) Bachelorette. Because when you're out, we were out for like 15 hours and you can't stay drunk for that long. Especially me. I have no tolerance. So I did, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I did sneak vodka into Magic Kingdom, which was very exciting. And I I consider that pre-career. So it, I've never done anything like that while I've been on the job. Not on the clock, yeah. Never, never, never. (laughs) But at the time, I mean, it was, it was just it was just a long day it was a lot of people in the rain being like we got to keep spirits up (laughs) even though we're all (laughs) exhausted how did you sneak it in a water bottle smart nice junior high style nice oh yeah i was gonna say high school style so we know who was cooler growing up (laughs) clearly i didn't i did not i actually didn't have my uh i didn't have my first drink till junior year of high school me I a, too. I was a pretty, I was a pretty timid, timid kid as far as that stuff goes. Bad kid stuff. Yeah. And then you make up for it a couple years later. Oh yeah, then you have a just a fucked up twenties. Uh, yeah, make some mistakes. Sure. Tony, <laughs> when did you have your first drink? Even later. I literally was twenty-one. What? Really? Yeah. I follow the rules. I follow the laws. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I like. We're gonna I was... have to change your name from. From for, forget Tony to teetotal and Tony. <laughs> That's got a fun it's, alliteration. It does. It does. It does have a better sound. Oh, triple T. Yeah, yeah. I just never. I was like similar, but even more so, I guess. Of just like I was. I don't know. I was never really getting into trouble. I was. I was a good boy, and I uh, just didn't. I never cared, and I didn't hang out with people that really drank when I was younger, and uh, yeah. So I just didn't even care to even try till i was older what was that first drink do you remember uh just a beer i think it was literally like a heineken and i think i did it just to make my friends laugh because i kind of like it was like i didn't drink and then right. i was at my friend's place and i just like went and grabbed a beer out of his fridge and like that was my hilarious joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're teetotal and Tony. We all know you. We all call you that all the time. I think I was, what's weird is I was the youngest of of us. I was like 13 or 14 the first time that I had some sips, thus proving that you can be uncool and still experiment with alcohol early. Mm, yeah. Because I also... any kids listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also I was a late bloomer and really made up for lost time with other with like with other stuff later, but I guess maybe I was on the younger side of it, <clears throat> experimenting with alcohol. I don't know, but I don't really think. Excuse me, hang on one second. <clears throat> I definitely didn't feel drunk till much later, and I didn't have a hang. I remember in college being like is this a hangover like i think it was physically impossible for me at that age to get a hangover i don't think i really experienced hangovers till much later the good old days i know yeah, i know <laughs> oh my uh God. my my first drink was it was at mike espino's house his parents were out of town a bunch of us mm-hmm. came over um and uh it was a they had a one of those kind of costco sized uh tin tin uh containers filled with tang you know the powdered 
mm-hmm. orange juice tang. So the astronauts by- drink. Yeah, that's how astronauts got fucked up. Uh, um, <laughs> they just poured the bottle of vodka into the tang and mixed it around, and we all passed it around and took slugs of it. That was my first drink. Is it chunky? If you do that, oh, Does it was. It Oh, it was chonky. <laughs> I, yes, my first. Did I, I have small chonks? That's S M O L. Yes, that's small chonks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my like I like chewed my first drink. Oh. Yeah. I should mention there was one moment that seemed very very rife for comedy, and it was that we were in the Morocco pavilion and we ran into another bachelorette party. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and it f- there was a vibe. Like, you could feel that they were trying to outdo us, and we didn't care, but they all had matching shirts. Like, they were mm. really going for it. I was still in a poncho, but it was, <laughs> it was like a low-key kind of like West Side Story competition. Wow. Well, I hope she's divorced. <laughs> yeah, Same. it'll never last. <laughs> never. And you, so you guys didn't. You guys didn't have the penis crowns or the sash yeah. that says, <laughs> "No, you know, married bitch." I don't know what the sash is. <laughs> you, you do remember say. that I went to Walt Disney World for the first time as an adult, right? I do. I do remember <laughs> yeah. that. Now my <laughs> Allison, did you have a bachelorette party? I don't think I've ever heard about this on the show. We had um, a. It was. Sort of. It wasn't really, it wasn't a true bachelorette party. My friend threw us, it was more like an engagement party that was closer to our wedding and it was for Daniel and me. Um, so it was co-ed. However, I did have a little penis crown and like a penis water bottle, but it was, a, you know, there are penis straws, but this instead was like a penis shaped bottle with a regular straw. And then there okay. was also like a penis cake and boobs cake. Okay. So yeah, two a penis cakes. cup with a penis straw. That's just too much, you know. <laughs> that would yeah, that's a real one or the on other. It's either the straws, the penis, or the bottles, the penis. Yeah. It's like they yes. say, wearing a hat on a penis. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back to those old improv rules. <laughs> so I have only ever been to Disneyland. I've never been to Disney World. Carly, I'm wondering, am I missing out? But first I need to know, Tony and Jordan, have you been to both? Uh, yeah, so I grew up in Orange County, so I we did Disneyland a lot as kids. I had like a summer where I had a pass, so you know, me and the other Dorcases would just go and <laughs> act like embarrassing Dorcases uh, because we could. And uh, yeah, and I think we, when I was real young, I think we went with my cousins to Disney World, and I have a vague memory of being upset at how educational Epcot was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really remember it. I remember, like, I, I remember I saw something in a brochure where there was like about Epcot, where there was going to be a goblin at something, and this goblin kind of put me in a headspace as to what I was going to see. And I got, I remember getting there and being like, "This is a fucking museum." Where I don't, the <laughs> goblin is not indicative of what goes on here. And just thinking, I like feeling like a trip to a children's museum. So I have like vague disappointment feelings about Epcot, but don't really remember anything else. And what about you, Tony? I have been uh, twice, but they were both a very long time ago. Once when I was like five, so I really barely remember it. The main thing I remember is. Uh, writing the Pirates of the Caribbean and the 
first drop that happens i wasn't expecting it and i was five years old and i started to cry and i remember Aww. my my Aww. dad who's a, a very nice man uh it was frustrated in that moment and i can still kind of remember him being like look none of the other kids are crying like pulling <laughs> on me. uh yeah so that's the main thing i remember and then i went again like probably 20 years ago and uh at this point i don't really remember that too well either i probably remember we- less of that one we know about your love of, would you say, Tony, you have a love of Disneyland or just a love of um, the new land that I'm forgetting the name of? The Star Trek Oh, land. Galaxy. Star Wars. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, I don't mean to cut myself off. Oh, R.I.P. Right, right, your mentions. Uh, I know. Don't confuse Trek with wars. You're gonna, they're going to rip oh you apart online. I can't even believe I did that. Here's the deal, you guys. Some time ago, I made a rule with myself, which is I always take a shower, preferably wash my hair as well before I record, because one time I didn't. And I was like, I felt like I couldn't like wake up and be alert and be present that whole show. Like I just couldn't rip off the cocoon of sleep, even though it was an afternoon show. So let me learn my lesson from now on. I will always shower before shows so I can be wide awake. But today it just did not happen. I couldn't pull it together. And by that, I just mean I didn't feel like it. And I was like, that was a silly, that's like a dumb superstition that I made with myself. I'm sure it'll be fine. So we're going to find out whether it really is fine or not. And I'm going to blame the series of errors and things that I've said wrong. And I feel like there's a word for things that you've said wrong that I can't think of. Um, I'm crazy. I didn't take a shower. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to blame it on that. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Um, so anyway, that's what's going on, you guys. I didn't shower, and now I'm going to repeatedly fuck up. Star Wars. <laughs> do you love Star Wars, the land, or do you love Disneyland? Uh, I love both. Uh, that was the Yeah, when they put Galaxy's Edge in, that was just like a huge bonus for me. Uh, but yeah, I I didn't, but I I really love Disneyland, but I didn't become super into it till like i think 2011 was the first time i even went because i've still even still to this day i think we've talked about this i've barely seen any disney movies not counting pixar movies like regular old straight disney movies i've seen like a handful of them so i just didn't think i cared for the longest time and then i went and realized oh okay i get the hype let's find out from the expert Oh God! What are we missing out on? It. Let me let me rephrase. Let me find out from the expert. What am I missing out on by not having gone to Disney World? Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Do you guys have time to wait for me to go take a quick shower? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. What's the story? What's the scoop? Well, Disney World is not somewhere you casually go to, so it is. It's a lot. Like the the childhood traumas mm. that I've heard here today add up. <laughs> Because the parental stress of being there for four days to a week is a lot and you want to get your money's worth and there's a lot of pressure usually to like make the ticket count. Mm. But it, I love it because I, I am childless. I go for work. So for me, that's my office. And I just go and I love observing everything and just trying to find a story while on the ground. And it's fun because. For me, like Disney World is my home park. That's the one I went to probably only four or five times as a kid, really. But it's a city. It's an entire Mm. city. And to me, I would rather go to a city and 
have, you know, 20-something hotels and all these restaurants to choose from than to go to a resort where there's two theme parks instead of four. So right. I, I like Orlando because it's the big show, as I like to call it. Like, it's happening. But Disneyland's great, too. I just, I identify as a Disney World person. In terms of the actual rides, does one have an edge over the other? Yeah. I think Disney World has uh, much better rides. I didn't think about RIP that. RIP my mentions. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're all going to get fucked up because yeah. of this podcast. I'm going to get Ezekiel bread people yeah. coming after me. Is Disney um, World your favorite theme park, period? Uh, I, I hate to be like, <laughs> globally or domestically? <laughs> but like, in, in America, yes. Uh-huh. Um, globally, they have a resort in Japan that is just heaven it's it's heaven i've gone with my husband who is not into this at all and he like came back and i heard him on work calls being like we went to this park and it was awesome so like it it permeates everything everyone loves it what is it and what's so cool about it so it's two parks one is tokyo disneyland which is like our disneyland in california and then they have this one park called tokyo disney sea which doesn't exist anywhere else and it's just these magical aquatic lands that you go and you're like, this looks so real because the upkeep is impeccable. They spent so much money on it. And it just feels like if if Vegas was turned up to 40, like it's just it's it's so much to take in. And it's so cool. There's a there's a volcano in the middle that erupts. There's like Venetian gondolas. They just have everything. That sounds so cool and also very overwhelming. Yeah, I love to be overwhelmed, though. <laughs> is that your thing? Yeah, I'm operating at like a a real strong ADD level. So for me, I just want to be wowed by everything <laughs> surrounding me. Japan are in you, general is you... already great for that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you charmed by like a janky theme park like a Six Flags or a I mean, I even think Universal is kind of janky out here. And that's kind of what I like about it, but I don't know. Or do you do you Yeah, or is is that not fun compared to the pristine impeccable theme park i can have fun anywhere i just like i like basically if they have popcorn i'm having a good time and then it's just layers on top of that but for me i don't really love coasters beyond what theme parks have they have some incredible coasters but you know when you talk about like a six flags that's not really what i'm into so with those i feel more lost even if they have characters and stuff than i would at something like universal hollywood where they have a i i would lovingly call it a smaller footprint (laughs) <laughs> do you love a place like jordan's favorite local haunt the la brea tar pits oh yeah <laughs> right <laughs> wait 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 so you're coming on here you're saying that epcot is too educational and then you love a tar pit here's the th- yeah okay and i think i could explain <laughs> myself here would love and to I, hear it and i i get that and i have loved the la brea tar pit since i was a kid and i as a kid was not was was not averse to like an educational fun thing you know yeah you describe yourself as a dorcas yeah a a real dorcas um (laughs) a dorcas malorcas and so and i and again like going to the like natural history museum going to the librea tar pits very fun things for me growing up but i think the thing that got me upset about epcot was it felt like a deception it felt like a trick Mm. it felt like they were promising me a and again this could just be Little kid expectations, uh, something. 
uh, I'm not blaming Epcot for this. This is this is on me. This is in me. And I think as a kid, I was expecting something a little more high fantasy. And what I got to seemed like, you know, uh, uh, when your parents say like, "Let's watch TV," and then they put on PBS, and you're like, "What the fuck? This isn't <laughs> ne- this isn't near as good as The Simpsons," you know. So I think it felt like it. It, it did. It felt like it was a it was a trick to get me to learn. Like when someone says, want some ice cream, and they give you a popsicle. Yeah, Ugh. sure. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, who, I, who would do such a thing? <laughs> what, what kind of monster? I Okay, I get what you're saying. I really yeah. think that Epcot opens itself up to you once you're at an age where you care about food and maybe drinks, even if they're not alcoholic. Okay, I have heard about the Epcot drinking around the world thing, and there is nothing I want to do more in the world than that, especially now when I I have been having no drinking-related fun for months. Yeah. So yeah, this thing sounds very fun to me. Even if you don't drink a lot of alcohol, there's still themed drinks at every single country, and you just go on this walk... And you're just like, oh, a new country. And then you can eat the food and drink a drink and just keep on walking. It basically makes an excuse for you to eat all day long, which is my ideal, like, homeostasis (laughs) is just to eat until I die. So that's perfect. But the tar pits, I don't love. That's not, that doesn't, like, scratch my Los Angeles theme park itch. Yeah. And it's a, you know, it's a, it, 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 it's, and again, it has some, it has some charming jankiness that I like. I like that the carpet hasn't been replaced since 1979. I do love, I do love that. I like that you can hear the creaking and whirring of the animatronics as the saber-toothed tiger fights the giant sloth. Um, So, yeah, I, 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 I. I, I know that the Labrae Tarpets for me has a lot of like nostalgia value, so I, I I understand if it is if it doesn't hook somebody, but I I will always have a very special place in my heart. I'm interested that you guys both like this old carpet. Tell me more. <laughs> oh, the carpet's great. Yeah, it's uh, a window <laughs> to the past underneath your feet. Right. Be better. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's just part of the. It, it definitely just you know, and I think it, it, you know maybe there's an element to it of like you know living in L.A. You know something that people complain about is that like all the old shit gets torn down, all the all the like charming old shit gets torn down, and they just put in a poke place or a you know apartment uh, mega complex. And yeah, it's just this little slice of like late seventies, early eighties LA that is like still there. It's like that and Musso and Franks and Molly Malone's and like, you know, then everything else that is kind of cool and old with a little like retro flair just gets, you know, knocked down and turned into a Nashville hot chicken place that closes down in a month, you know? I still haven't been inside the tar pits. Cause I I have been out where you walk around outside. Um, which I thought was the whole thing. I was like, well, there's really not much to see here. Yeah. But there's a whole inside, which I've learned from you, Jordan, but I still haven't been inside. Do you think you could take Elliot? Do you think he'll, he I would think, like it? Yeah, I think he would. Um, and also, I never really thought about the fact that Disney World is a destination. Like, you wouldn't, like, you know, I think of Disneyland as like you go there for a day 
or if you're feeling really fancy for an afternoon. And I say that's fancy because um, it's so cost ineffective. But I didn't think with Disney World, yeah, you are making a whole vacation out of it. That's intense. Oh, yeah. No one winds up in Orlando on accident. Whoops. I get here. <laughs> and like, if you're there too, if you're into anything like Harry Potter, then you're probably also going to Universal. And you're like, well, I'm already here for this many days. And then between those two resorts, there's six to seven parks depending on how you view one of their water parks so like you gotta you gotta make the most of it and tickets when you buy more days they break down to be cheaper per day right have you been to the alani i have what's that like because that is something we talk about daniel's always saying like when the kids are old enough we should go there and for people who don't know that is the disney resort in is it it's on oahu right uh I don't know. I, I've been to Hawaii. <laughs> I've been to Hawaii once, and I, I this is my job. I only went there. I, it's not because I'm like close minded. It's because I was there for work. Yeah, but I think uh, it's on Oahu. Yeah, I, 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 I will go with Oahu. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I actually so I had Paul Shear on my podcast because he's mm-hmm. a huge Disney guy, and he went, and I kind of feel like his perspective is better because I went kind of for work. I don't have kids. I just was there to explore the place and he actually had kids that he checked into the daycare thing which is all day right. they have all this programming for kids so your kids get a full vacation even if they're not with you all day and it's like a f- bunch of fun adventures and you can make i believe it's like slime like goo slime with stitch and you do all of these disney themed experiences that you can only really do there so it's cool i liked it a lot i mean they have a dope lazy river they have shave ice shaved like shaped like mickey it's real cute but <laughs> It depends depends what you're looking for. At this point, I'll I'll take anything vacationy. Mm-hmm. But obviously like not not sure. really going to go yeah. there now, but um listen you guys, this is a hard turn I'm taking. This is one of my signature amazing segues. I want to tell you about Everlywell. Everlywell offers 30 plus at home lab tests like food sensitivity, thyroid health, B vitamins, STD, heart health, indoor and outdoor allergies, metabolism, women's health, testosterone tests, and more. Um, each Everlywell test is shipped to your door and comes with easy to follow instructions so you can collect your sample from home on your own time. Once you send your sample, Sample back. It is processed in a certified lab. Your results are reviewed by a board certified physician. Then they are sent directly to you digitally within just days. You can even share them with your healthcare provider. The Everlywell digital platform helps break down exactly what your results mean for you. Um, and this is great. So uh, you guys know my whole fertility journey uh, that involved. It started with taking with getting a bunch of labs done, and to do that, I had to do it in an office and then I had to wait and I wish Everlywell had been um, around at that time because it would have been so nice to just be able to get those baseline tests um, from the comfort and ease of my own home um, and then sort of be able to choose at that point what I wanted to do as opposed to at that point I was already at a clinic and da da da. Um, to start learning more about your health, check out Everlywell at home lab test today for 20% off and Everly Well at home lab test, visit everlywell.com slash best friend and enter code best friend. That's everlywell.com slash best friend, code best friend for 20% off. Everlywell, E V E R L Y W E L L dot com slash best friend, code best friend. Everlywell at home lab test, your answers, your way. And speaking of health, I want to give an update. Um, 
something that we brought up last week. So we had a scare um, where my kid's nanny contacted me and said that, um, so by the time you hear this, it will have been a week ago, Monday, that she had a fever and a runny nose. Um, and if she didn't feel better, she was going to go to the doctor that afternoon. Um, so I, Daniel managed to stay calm, but I immediately was like, oh my God, it's COVID. Like, oh, it's what else could it possibly, it, I was just so convinced. So I had like a, a extended panic attack for three hours where I was convinced that she had COVID and now we all had COVID and like, what was I doing? I've been, and we've been so strict about quarantine, but in my mind I was like, I had, like I'm so, I'm so stupid. Like I've, you know, played Russian roulette with Arla. I just went <laughs> off the deep end. Um, and then she contacted me and said she was at the doctor and she had an ear infection. So I felt a lot better at that point. Obviously, I felt bad for her, but I still think, she, I mean, she was probably relieved that it, the doctor didn't think it was COVID. Um, but anyway, subsequently, we've all tested negative. So it's a-okay. But that was scary for a little while. I just wanted to give an update because people were like, oh, I hope, you know. You guys don't all have COVID, hmm. so um, we don't. So, few. Um, I also want to tell you guys that um, my Monday show, I had Ben Sheehan. He's a constitution expert. He wrote a book uh, about his pre- – so that's it's Jackie Johnson, frequent guest on the show. Um, her fiancé is Ben Sheehan, and he wrote this book. It's called – I'm going to mess up the title. It's OMG WTF does the Constitution say a non-boring guide to how our government is supposed to run, I believe is that it's a long title. I believe that's the title. Um, but anyway, the the premise being uh, the Constitution is like a user manual for how our government is supposed to run. And it's supposed to be, you know, for the people, by the people. And yet... None of us know what's in it. It's not really taught in school. We have all this history in school, but very little civics education. So um, he breaks down the Constitution in like a very funny and readable way. So I had him on the show. So check that out. That's on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen. Also, it, that's where the full video is. Also, you can get it um, wherever you listen. And um, do I have any other announcements? I don't think so. I think we should do Sometimes Just Me I or Everyone. Something. So this is where people write in with things they think or do, and they wonder, is it just me or is it everyone? And then we weigh in. And I just want to give you guys a little, um, um, how would I, what would I describe this? This is me on the sidelines judging my own performance. I think I've made a mistake in not showering. I think it's affecting my performance. <laughs> I you mean I did. I you know, listen, I'm I'm again, I'm just trying to uh, gather data here. I'm not judging yeah. one way or the other. I did shower right before the podcast and I think I've been great on this episode. So You've been like a breakout I don't know. star. I don't know. I don't know. I I showered before but didn't wash my hair, which mm. feels like I, I feel like I didn't provide good Aulani context, which I think <laughs> so I think this tracks. I think I've done okay, but I could have provided more detail. And that may be because I didn't go, you know, full shower. But here's the thing. <laughs> As women, mm. we are frequently told that you really shouldn't wash your hair every day. I mean, yeah. 
they all the time from all sorts of sources, mostly people that, that style hair, but still that's what you're told. They don't take into account. Sometimes you got to wash your hair so you can be alive for your podcast. Mm. Oh, so when you, you, so if you took a shower, you didn't wash your hair, would you feel like you checked it off the list before the podcast or no? I don't know. Um, yes, but I think it's cheating. I mean, not as much, not as much. Are you showering and like fully doing your hair before every recording? No. I mean, I think that that was the rule I made with myself, but I don't actually do that. Um, no, I, I wash my hair and then I let it go for a few days, but I do usually like put, you know, a, a shower cap on and then, uh, just take a shower. But on a day like today where I was feeling like extra lethargic and just like a, this is like a blob, a blob with feet. Um, I really, sh- I really could have used the full, the works. And I didn't I give myself understand. the works. I completely Tone understand. zone. Where are you with the, with the showering and the hair? Are you don't, what, you don't use shampoo. Is that what's going on? Very rarely. Did we learn that recently? Yeah, yeah. We talked about that recently. Yeah. I don't wash my hair very often at all, but I shower every day. Like first thing every day. But, and you wet your hair though. Yeah. Yeah. Get it See, wet. That's, I just don't that, wash it's, it. Right. That's the the part that wakes you up. Me up at least. All right. Yeah. No, it it's definitely it definitely uh helps me wake up. Showering in general, I feel like uh helps me. It helps like it's it's my second coffee. Although my first coffee, I guess I should say because it's before the coffee. You shower before coffee? Yeah, I don't. First oh God, thing. who are you trying to impress? Hey, <laughs> I like to be ready for the day, you know? Something comes up, I'm ready to go. Wow. You know, so much comes up these days. <laughs> things are always coming up. Mm-hmm. I can't stop these things from coming up. <laughs> yeah, Do you feel like I just it need a, your... a break. What, Jordan? I was going to ask Tony if you felt like it had had an effect on his podcast performance. Have you ever noticed, you know, a days where you skipped a shower or where you had, you know, multiple showers and if it did anything to your to your podcast performance? I can't say that I know because, like I said, it's pretty much first thing every day. And uh, I definitely just, I can't think of days that I've skipped showers unless I was like right. on a weird trip or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, it's usually in the morning and I'm not usually podcasting in the morning. So I'm sorry. I, uh, I don't have enough data to answer your question. <laughs> so let's just walk us through a Tony morning. You wake up. Mm hmm. Look at your phone. Uh huh. Yeah. Walk into the bathroom. Uh huh. Shower. Go to the bathroom. Mm hmm. Let let the dog out, and then uh, you know that's usually the very first thing, and then and then uh, and then go to the bathroom, go to the shower, take a shower. So it all happens, you, and and so there would be no reason for you to exit the bathroom before showering. Hmm. No, in I fact, think so. I think maybe you go to the bathroom in the shower and you and mm. and no. you just didn't want to say that. Mm. No. You got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tony. <laughs> we know you're a shower dumper. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think you snap off a big one in the shower. Right. Snap off a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't referred to it that way in a really long I don't even think that was ever a term that i use but i've heard people say it and i think it's funny anyway i realize we are gonna do just mirror everyone but i realized that i forgot to ask carly so this trip where you went to go talk to kim kardashian and 
it was hilarious. Actually, I think just can you give us like just a little brief snapshot of what happened? Yes, I uh, I was invited, I guess is the choice word to attend a press event for a energy drink that was being promoted by Kim Kardashian in Nashville the day before. And it was a, it was a one day trip. So it was like board a plane with a bunch of writers, go to this energy drink summit and then come on back to New York. Energy drink summit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What a phrase. Oh, uh, and she was pregnant. Wow. Real pre- like deep pregnant and was promoting an energy drink, which you cannot have as far as I know. <laughs> no. She's like, I assume this is good. They tell me it's good. <laughs> but you were only allowed to ask her about the energy drink, right? Yes, which was not stipulated before I stepped foot on a plane to Nashville. Uh, I We were under the impression that we would all get like five to ten minutes with Kim. We'd be able to write these stories. And then we got there and we were um, – what's the name of like the street with all the honky-tonks or whatever? Like something row. Uh, I've, I've always wanted to go to Nashville. I mean, I just that. Music I Row, I think, right? Yes, Music Row. So yeah. we were in some like abandoned bar, I think, for the day. And then they're like, okay, we're going to go to the summit. It's all going to happen. And what ended up happening was that everyone – who was interviewing her was on stage. There was no actual stage performance. We were all on stage (laughs) and she came in and like snaked her way through the crowd on stage. And we were all like, Cam, Cam, like at a red carpet. (laughs) And I, her bodyguard asked me what I was going to ask her. And I told him it wasn't energy drink related. And he was like, you're blocked. And I'm like, I flew, I flew, I flew here. I flew here. I I need to, I need to talk to her. Like I I have a deadline. So the story ended up kind of being about how I wasn't allowed to talk to her. And I guess I'll (laughs) ruin the ending. But I was finally, I, you know, I pitched a fit and then I was finally able to talk to her and I was allowed to ask her one question. And the response was all about how tired she was. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The scoop of the century. (laughs) Extra, extra. So yeah, here's yeah. my here's my hard-hitting question. What does she look like up close? It doesn't make sense. It's the type of thing where cuz I I was standing there looking at her and I was taking <clears throat> photos and all I could think was these photos don't convey what I'm seeing with my eyes because the shape of her body is not not human. I think that's the best way <laughs> I can describe it. Like I have never seen a person look like that before and she was also wearing a like a latex skirt or dress. So I couldn't, it was a different species. It was just a different, it was not human. Like, there is no way for me, a human, to become that. She <laughs> is, it was, I've never seen a person like it and haven't since. And I've seen, like, famous people who have, you know, they, like, have skin like the rest of us. I I think she's maybe, like, a cyborg. It just <laughs> blew my mind. It blew, she did not appear to be human. Like, are you referring to the proportions of her body? Like, the waist? Because I think she's a waist Everything. trainer, right? Which makes her waist a little teeny tiny. But, like, I mean, like, I've, I've and, been to, like, the West Hollywood face. Equinox a lot. Like, I've, hmm. seen, I've seen people with, like, bonkers proportions. But this was I, – I don't want to be crude, but I have never seen a butt like that. And I'm talking, like, height – depth like every single proportion it just i kept being like i don't get it it just was it was like up and it was out and it just it was there and it was in latex and i was like how did you get that on it just didn't make sense it was it was 
fascinating. It was like uh, like like meeting someone from another planet who you respect for their work ethic to go to Nashville <laughs> and like promote an energy drink when you're like six or seven months pregnant. And then what did her skin look like up close her face skin oh, her face what her face look like so this was kind of like pre that whole family getting into skincare and makeup and stuff uh-huh but it i mean it was it was flawless it was there's was nothing because sometimes when you're up close to someone who's on camera right. you know they have like like the uh, texture like the strata of like makeup products <laughs> yeah it's just like like kind of um like ex machina skin almost like just not human it was like a robot yeah that's so interesting. A friend of mine worked on a talk show that she was a guest on and said that like of every celebrity she's ever seen, Kim Kardashian had the the best skin of any celebrity she's ever seen. And I've always wondered, how is that possible? Because we know that she wears so much makeup. Like it must look like makeup in person. But you're now the second person to tell this to me. It's like it. there's nothing to register. Like there's nothing in my head about it because I'm like, she has non-human skin. She's flawless. She's just completely flawless. How was how was the energy drink? <laughs> I don't even know if we got it. What no, you just bullshit? <laughs> you we? described it as tasting like Red Bull backwash and generic candy. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that sounds accurate. I'm, I'm glad to have forgotten that memory and just to remember being shut out from interviewing Kim. And then you also went on a Zumba cruise. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, before I got into theme parks, I I worked for my friend Julia, who is an editor at Racked. Uh, She now works at Box with a V, not an F. And was was Racked? Racked was part of the Gawker empire, right? No, it wasn't. It was part of um, Curbed and Eater and Racked. And then they became, they got folded in with Vox and then Vox is New York Magazine. It's a whole thing. But she was always obsessed with a story that was a thing. So anything anything that was just bonkers, she would be for. Which to me, I was like, a Zumba cruise? And she's like, do it. So I went on this Zumba cruise, which wasn't really, I thought it was going to be a bunch of like Zumba fans who just like love to dance. It was instructors. It was kind of like their, con- they do a con every year, like their convention. Uh-huh. And then they all go on this ship to teach classes to people who are not really fans, but like kind of up and coming teachers. And I've, I've, I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise ship filled with thousands of people doing fitness, but it was weird because there were <laughs> classes in the pool. There were classes on every deck. I fully have PTSD from like this one song that was playing on board. I don't even know it. But if I hear it sometimes, I'm like, I got to leave Target. Like it's too much. <laughs> it, it was just Zumba all day, every single day. Uh, I, I always, oh, I always, I'm, sh- and I'm sure Vice has this covered, but like I, I always fantasize that someone will give me a non-journalist the journalist assignment to go on like the Kid Rock cruise. So that's, <laughs> it's a thing. It's a very much a thing among journalists where like you, if you are doing a cruise story, you know it's going to live up to the other cruise stories. Like there's iconic. Yeah cruise commentary and so i was very nervous about it because i i was writing it i was photographing it i was like in the pit of like the propped up stages on top of a royal caribbean pool where like beto who's like the zumba god was teaching a class it was a (laughs) lot and i I didn't want to mess it up and you know the cruise that's a big deal like they they only send a select few to cover a cruise so i i felt that and it was it was more pressure than i thought it was gonna be um I used to write for magazines uh, in in the old days, and 
I remember pitching a story to my editor. I found out there was going to be a Romance Writers of America convention in Orange County. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Like, and I pitched, you know, a thing. <laughs> It'll be a thing story. Um, and I got there and it just sort of like you thought it was going to be a bunch of Zumba fans. I thought it was going to be a bunch of fans of romance novels, but it was a bunch of people who wrote romance novels. And so it really, I'm trying, I don't even, I think I might have not even written the story. I might have been like, this was kind of a wash, which I didn't do often, but occasionally. Um, it was just really kind of about, it was dry and it was about like the business of romance writing. And they, I remember they really wanted to emphasize that they're not a bunch of people who sit around eating bonbons. Like I heard that from multiple different people, but there was like, they're kind of, there was not much there there. And then also I remember feeling really alone, like really different because they all kind of knew each other and it was alienating. Well, I, I took my mom because I, <laughs> I take Aww. my mom wherever I go because she she likes to come. But uh, to go back to your cruise statement, I just remembered the ship we were on, you know, Royal Caribbean's all like, what of the seas? And they're all <laughs> sound the same. But the one we were on, I think, is the same ship that they rent out for all of those cruises where it's like John Bon Jovi cruise and like right. Hanson cruise. And I remember that we were right after something that it wasn't a Metallica cruise, but it was along those lines. And... Th- they had bars set up for alcohol, obviously. And then they slowly realized, like, oh, this is a very different crowd. And slowly, <laughs> like, over the course of the cruise, it was just, like, coconut water, Gatorade. Right. <laughs> like, they started to pull back and realize that these people are just high on zumba <laughs> Sure, who wants to do muscle milk shots? <laughs> um. All right. Okay, so just me or everyone. <laughs> Night Cloud says... I've been mispronouncing the word suggest my whole life. Did you know it has a hard G and a soft G as well? So it's suggest, not suggest. Mind blown. I did know this. Yeah, I knew that. I also I also knew that. I don't know that I've ever heard it suggest. Me neither. I think I have. Because when, when you say suggest, it sounds normal to my ear. Granted, we are over Zoom, but say yeah. the two of them. Okay, I'll suggest. Mm-hmm. Suggest. <laughs> I overemphasized at that time and it sounded <laughs> okay. the second one sounded weird to me, so maybe I'm 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 juicing it a little bit. Suggest. Suggest. Yeah, they both sound okay to me. The first one just sounds like a little bit less effort. I think this is gonna be the start of a very popular recurring segment for you. <laughs> It'll be almost as almost to say, as popular suggest and suggest. Almost, uh, it'll, 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 uh, speed up the charts just like Dawn versus Dawn versus Dawn. Right. <laughs> so they, Dawn and Dawn are the same to me, but people constantly insist they're different. Oh, like the name Dawn and the yeah, time of the, day. They're like, Dawn, Dawn, Dawn. Yes. Dawn. Dawn, Dawn. Dawn. I guess. And I feel like there's a third way to pronounce that, though. Wait, Carly, given that you are from Chicago... Do you say the, the the male and female names differently for Don and Don? Don Don? No? Am I Yeah, doing which this is wrong? which is which? What's the man's name? The second one? And I, okay. I try to like I try to hide all my Chicago stuff. Like I try not to be like, I could eat a hunk of cheese for a meal. I try to like bury it deep down. <laughs> but um wait, Don like Don like uh like the dish soap and then Don Don? 
I da- guess. Do I sound very Midwest? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, no, that wasn't what, that. Don. Yeah, that's Midwest. <laughs> that's Midwest. <laughs> what's the most Chicago Chicagoism? Like, what's the like? If Canadians have sorry, what is the oh, Chicago? Well, that? Word wise, probably pop. Or yeah, um, to sure. say when you say, I I never did this, but when you talk about milk, to say milk, it's like M A L K. I can't even pretend to do it, but milk, milk, yeah, milk, milk. <laughs> Tony, yeah, male and female dons are they the same to you? No. So Sam, Don, Don, it, which is which? There, the first one was the male Don. Female Dawn. Dawn. You do the you say you say that you hit that W a little bit harder. <laughs> Give that W a Dawn. little bit of juice. Dawn. Don, do it again. Don. Don. Now, what about lawn and awning? Are those different sounds? Lawn awning. They're pretty much the same. Huh. Yeah, I would I would call yeah. those the same. You can see why this was so popular. Okay. <laughs> R.I.P. your mentions. <laughs> if they aren't already R.I.P.'d. Um, okay. Ooh. Here's one. Here's one that's both a J-Mo and a snack chat. Kills frogs, says, and I wonder what the frogs did to him. Frosting has no business on the top of a tray of brownies. Just me or everyone. Uh, I don't. I don't need it but i'll if that's how the brownies come and i'm gonna eat the brownie yeah I, it's not yeah i i think it's i think i mean god i feel like i've had a brownie with a cream cheese icing maybe this is just my carb uh, uh, <laughs> uh my carb withholding talking but i am now having a sexual fantasy about a brownie with cream cheese icing <laughs> that i had a bilf a um bilf, yeah <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah i i'm not a big brownie eater although hey I, I like a brownie, um, but I wouldn't mind it if it had frosting on it. I think people are talking about this because I don't watch The Great British Bake Off, although I feel like I should because I feel like I would like that show. Um, I th- Something with brownies happened on that show because I've seen it mm. on Twitter, but I don't really know what. But people have strong, hot brownie taste There's a right brownie now. scandal. Yeah, exactly. Bra- brownie Twitter is blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Carly? I will eat frosting on almost any vehicle. So to me, if there was a brownie with frosting on it, I would eat it because of the frosting. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's no issue to me. Right. Tony. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I was looking something up as, as uh, this came up. But it just the question is br- a frosting on brownie? Is Do that you believe- yay or so- nay? Philistrations, a.k.a. Kills Frogs, says frosting has no biz on a brownie. Mm. Oh no, that's I'm totally fine with that. In fact, uh, I uh, yeah, I'm kind of more with Carly. I would I would say uh, that makes it even more intriguing. Sorry, Phil, it's kind of just you. Okay, um, Mary says, feel a certain type of organizational joy when the first of the month falls on a Sunday. No, no, yeah. I don't what? have that. Uh-uh. I would I mean if we're going to if we're going to drill down I would prefer the first of the month falls on a Monday. I know that calendars want us to feel that Sunday is the beginning of the week. Right. But I don't but for whom is Sunday the beginning of the week? Monday is the beginning of the week. Yeah, this does definitely feel like it, that that rule was was concocted in a time before weekends. 
Yeah. And maybe that the idea is like, that's when the Lord did some, the Lord has something to do with this. Well, when he rested, that's the beginning. Yeah. It's like has some sort of religious significance that maybe it doesn't anymore. Anyway. Yeah. Monday's the first day of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked this person even knows what day of any month it is. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Mary, we love you, but we're not as type A as you. And she used the hashtag type A. Mm. Um, okay. Eric says, rarely, excuse me, rarely smush spiders or bugs I see in my house because the only thing worse than a bug on your wall is bug guts on your wall. Vacuum up that creepy crawly instead. I've never vacuumed up a creepy crawly. That freaks me out because then it's just like hanging out in my vacuum bag. And what if it crawls back out or something? That's true. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have my vacuum that readily available at all times. Yes, Like a bug's gonna, when it, how long does a bug just hang out on a wall? I mean, you gotta get it when you see it. Um, Yeah, I would, I would, I mean, I try and get it in a napkin, but, but if it comes bug to it, honey, I don't. Squ- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's also my cat's name. Uh, I would rather, I would, yeah, I, I'm fine cleaning up the guts. I think that's fine. It is interesting because there are certain ones you see where you're like, I got to strike while the iron's hot. Like, I got to get that guy right now. And right. then there's others where you know, and I, and it would be helpful if I knew bug species and I could um, give examples, but I can't. I'm really telling, not showing here. Right. But sometimes uh, you see one on your wall and you're like, yeah, that guy's just, that's his new house. He's just, he's going to be there like for all day. <laughs> and, 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 and again, maybe there is a little bit of, of, um, you know, regionalism here with this question. Like, obviously, you know, as 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 Californians, I mean, what are we dealing with bug wise? A lot of ants, a lot of mosquitoes, flies, spiders, so many. Yeah, spiders. I and I guess if maybe you are from a from a, a a swampier place, maybe if this person is from like Florida and there's giant June bugs landing on the walls or something, mm. like maybe that crushing that is a grosser than crushing a mosquito. Um, so I mean I guess I I could see a world where if you have chonkier bugs, then <laughs> you have you have more guts to deal with, and maybe then you would want to vacuum. So anyway, depends on the bug, I guess I would say. Uh, yeah, I have a quick something to throw out. Re- bug related, uh, mm-hmm. and Jordan mentioned ants, and it triggered this in my mind. Uh, a problem I've had in the last week or so, something I've never experienced. I've never heard of this being a thing. You know, occasionally get some some ants in the house. That'll be a problem. That's not out of the ordinary. But the thing that has happened this year is they are going to my freezer, mm. and then what? they just freeze to death. Oh, that's well, that's convenient. Yeah, I'll give it's them that. Weird. Except for when they're in on top of my ice cubes and things like yeah. that. But uh, oh, yeah, God. I don't know why. I, why are they flocking to the freezer? Has anyone ever seen this or heard of this? 2020 has been hard on the ant population. You know? <laughs> they just want hot. out. They want out. They yeah, send their el- the, these are elderly ants, and they <laughs> like how the Vikings put their uh, older people out on an ice floe. <laughs> so they're not a problem for the village. I don't know Poetic. if that, that might, I could be wrong about my Viking information. <laughs> or do you think they're going in there to wait for a cure? Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, if we just freeze freeze. ourselves. (laughs) Um, Tony, how are they getting in your freezer? I I don't really know. I mean, I have seen some, like, en route. And they're just, yeah, they're just, they're just, I I don't know. They just get in there. 
I, I don't know how to answer that. Like, I'm wondering if they're like going under the that the rubber liner it's, or whatever. It it's seems called. like I, I don't know any other way that they could. You must have some. Did something sweet spill in your freezer? Not that I can recall. And like I said, most of them end up on top of ice cubes. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I bet our, one of our listeners will know. Is, don't you have an exterminator listener or something? We do. Demian. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Give me some He'll answers. probably tell you to send him a picture. That's, that's his go-to. <laughs> mm. I love uh, Demian. That's not a put down. You got to see the bugs you're talking about. You got to see the bugs. Got to see the bugs. There's a lot of flies in my house right now, and I don't know what that's about. And they seem to all be like slow moving and kind of near death, which <laughs> is better than I guess if they were like young and vital. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is. But I don't understand why are they all why are there dying flies in my house? They must have gotten poisoned somewhere. Yeah, maybe your home is like a retirement community. Just older flies <laughs> go there to right. play shuffleboard and bingo, live out uh, live out the yeah. rest of their life. Um, okay, Jennifer Takaji says, I have never, ever considered using a suggested password. How would one ever remember or keep track of those things? Well... And I feel like maybe this is uh, unwise from a security standpoint for me to talk about my my password system. I don't know. But lately I have been using suggested passwords because then know. my computer just remembers them. You just, you know, you can select right. a thing where it saves it. <clears throat> you can do that so, anyways, though. Yeah, I know, but I don't like to have to think. <laughs> I've just given yeah, up. I guess you could cut, you could, you could cut the, or you copy the, the kind of crazy string of consonants that they give you and like paste it into a notes app or something like that so you like can get them that way if you needed to log on from your phone or something like that i pretty much just do it on ones where this is this is the math i do it i have to come up with a password and then i think am i ever gonna want to access this from my phone and if the answer is no then i just opt for a, su- a suggested password because it'll be like a financial something or other. And sure. I'm like, I'm not going to do this for my phone, but I do want to have a good password. So therefore, I'll do that. I don't know. What about you guys? Yeah, I don't use the, I don't use the suggested one, but I'm 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 open to it. I can see a world where I start using them. And I think that your logic is sound there. I think if you just autofill with whatever that thing is, it works just as good as, you know, your childhood pet's name or something. It's like. There was a time a while ago where I decided when I'm making a lean cuisine dinner, I don't want to do the thing where I heat it for four minutes and then I pull it out and I peel the film back and I stir just the vegetables and then I put it back. Um, And as I said then, and it's a drop, I'm tired of being lean cuisine's bitch. Like, I'm just going to do it for (laughs) six minutes, come what may. And that's where I've gotten to with passwords. Like, I am tired of thinking up some kind of something or other that then I tell myself I'll remember, but I'm not going to remember. And I'm tired of now having to add numbers and letters. And like, basically, it's one of three passwords or it's the suggested password at the end. I'm no longer I opt out. Cuisine's bitch. (laughs) That's right. Um, Yeah. I don't think I've ever used a suggested one. I'm not. I I like making my own. I Do feel you like come suggested up with new ones. ones are, uh, suggested ones are for uh, parents' internet 
passwords. Like right. Parents love them a, a long, <laughs> nonsensical internet password. Uh, yeah. Were Do you, you gonna, come up with ask? new ones each? Sorry, I just totally talked over you. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. no, I was asking what you were going to ask because I interrupted you earlier. <laughs> Oh, I do you come up with new ones each time, though, because you always hear that you're not supposed to, like, reuse the same ones. That's why I just give up and use the suggested ones. Eh, I reuse the same one a lot. I have like a couple go to's that I that I use, Although you know, and then they kind of rotate every several months yeah. or something. I feel like I and have then, a, you know, I have a word base, a like, you know, a, a text base, and then you have your at symbol or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they require now, and then a number. So it's kind of a combination of like, you know, three or four word bases and three or four number chunks. And I kind of like shift those around to various ones, and that works pretty good. I mean, I still have to like do the forgot my password thing eight times a month but (laughs) this is this is modern life i feel like all my information is gonna get hacked anyway so i should just make life easier on myself like i have to get a new credit card every year so what's the difference like someone is always gonna steal it whether or not i put this small amount of effort in so i'm just gonna be casual and then deal with it down the road that's interesting i didn't think about that they're always finding your numbers somehow you have to get a new credit card every year. Your Constantly. info is getting... Constantly, yeah. Is it because you go to theme parks? Like, where is this happening? <laughs> I think... <laughs> churro salesman. <laughs> the deceptive uh, churro salesman. It's just, you know how, like, every once in a while, it'll be like a Target or a Stables or someone, and they're sure. like, oops, they found all of our data. Like, that yeah. just... I think we just keep getting... Yeah, this entire company that everyone has shopped at in the past year is now compromised. Right. Yeah. It just happened. I mean, I think it maybe it's... It might be eBay. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't use eBay that much, but mm-hmm. it just keeps I buy a lot of stuff online. It just keeps happening. Yeah. Um Okay. Joey Wynn says, I don't know why I buy so many different styles of socks and end up struggling to find a matching pair. And then he sent a picture, which is a bunch of mismatched socks. Um Let's see. Do I struggle? I get to a point periodically where I struggle to find a matching pair. And then I say, it's time to buy new socks. But I wouldn't say that I regularly find myself thinking this. I, uh, I'm i actually in a, a real, having a real no sock renaissance. I mean, maybe this huh? is a common, maybe this is a common thing uh, with the pandemic. But I am putting on socks to run and basically nothing else. I'm either no sock in it with a pair of Vans or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flipping and flopping these days pretty frequently. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, I think I, I, I only wear socks a couple times a week. Um, yeah. And that's keeping them. That's making them easier to easier to keep together. I'm with you. Yeah, my sock consumption is down like 90%. I bought oh, a pair yeah. of in-house shoes, like not slippers, but little slides to wear. And now, now I don't need a sock ever. What makes them an in-house shoe? I, I think they would disintegrate if I wore them outside. I think that's where the barrier is. They're plastic and they have an egg on top. Not a real egg, but it's like a plastic <laughs> egg on top. And I think if you wore them to like walk to a coffee shop, they would just fall apart. Like right pre-pandemic, I bought myself a pair of, uh, I, I was telling myself, I'm going to go out and have fun for St. Patrick's Day. I never do. Why don't I do it? And then I, I have, I, I 
went to Target and I bought a pair of like St. Patrick's Day socks. And, you know, they have that, they're kind of held together with that cardboard tag. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I just put them in my drawer. And obviously, that's around the time that shit started closing down. So I will periodically open that sock drawer and I will see that pair of St. Patrick's Day socks that I was planning on having fun in. And it's just <laughs> such a fucking bummer. I need to throw those away because every time I see them, I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck, there's no fun anymore. I can't even wear these fucking socks out to Tom Bergen's. You know, it's like, it's, um, it's a bummer. Eh? I know. I have some sock baggage now, it seems like. <laughs> I'm I'm learning. What was the last like fun social thing you did before lockdown? Mine Well, I had I did some in-person episodes, but I'm not counting those cuz that's work even though it was fun yeah. and it was nice to see people. Um Elliot was in a soccer class Aww. and with his friend Rafe who was also in this class. Um they had like just a couple sessions and afterwards. And so we're friends with this other family and their kids. We have kids the same age. Um, And afterwards we went to a mall and got a snack like in the, in, in the food court inside the mall. And I remember at the time that was when, you know, it was around the time that people were like, uh, cor- the coronavirus is going to come here probably and it might affect supply chain. So see if you can get, you know, an extra couple months of your prescriptions. That's what everyone thought was going to be the concern. Right. And I remember the dad of this family was more worried about it than everyone else. So like at the end, we all hugged and he just fist bumped and we're like, oh, he is taking this seriously. And we took an elevator and the, um, their son went to push the button and they were like, don't push the button. And I was thinking like, oh gosh, maybe we shouldn't be letting Elliot push buttons because he likes to push buttons. And anyway, that was like the last time we were out hmm. at a place like that. What about you guys? Yeah, I went, I remember seeing going to, so the, the Getty, the Getty Museum up here had a little string of like concerts. They had like outdoor, in one of their big outdoor spaces, they would have bands play. Um, and I think the last, the last one they had before you could not have concerts anymore was, um, X Hex. Have you guys heard of X Hex? No. Um, you might be into them. Allison, um, it's uh, anyway. It's kind of a. It's yeah. It's kind of a like, you know, Thin Lizzy meets Slater Kenny kind of like uh, oh, wow. indie rock kind of thing. It's they're very good uh, anyway. And they, I went to see them uh, at a at the Getty and just had this beautiful outdoor experience. I had a little edible and just I'm <laughs> like, I'm gonna do all these. I don't care if I like the band or not. I'm gonna go to all these. And then they just didn't have any more. <laughs> The oh name, gosh. is it like putting a hex on your ex or is it like a bunch of exes who are putting a hex on you? How do you envision this? Oh, interesting. I thought it was a hex for one's ex. Oh, that um, makes more sense. That makes more but sense. But it could be a hex that an ex puts on you. I, I don't know. I don't know the origin of the name, but that was hmm. that was my thinking. I'll check them out. Tony, I Carly, really, do you remember? Yeah, I squeezed a lot of juice out of life right before coronavirus. Uh, I was in Disney World reporting on a ride opening, and I was there with my parents. Fun. So I got to see my parents moments before the world oh, stopped. Good. And we were there when the first case had been confirmed in Florida. And it was just kind of like, oh, a tornado's coming. And I got out of there before it really felt like anything was significantly going to happen. Came back to L.A., 
had to do a day of work at Disneyland. So I got both in. Oh, wow. And, th- and then came home and was reporting a story and then slowly tracked everything happening. But I had one final dinner at John and Vinny's with my friends. Maybe because the real mark was like when the NBA made the announcement. That's when everyone's like, oh, no. So we had that dinner, I think, the day before that NBA announcement. And then it was just all over. What about you, Tony? I remember going to uh, a bar in Highland Park, uh, the York in Highland Park uh, with past guests, uh, Brian Diaz and Jonah Ray and our friend Dave. Uh, We were just hanging out there for a while. Afterward, I remember, oh, well, actually, before that, it was it was like the news was kind of, it was starting to be a thing, and things, people were getting scared, like, because mm-hmm. it, was, it was a Friday night, and the bar was pretty empty, and I remember kind of having that talk of, like, it's okay we're here, right? Uh, we're, we're fine, right? It's just, it's just old people that have to worry, right? <laughs> it was still at that stage, you know? Right. Uh, but yeah, so we hung out there for a bit. And then uh, afterward, we went to Jonah's practice space and played music for a bit. And uh, yeah, and that was kind of the last thing. Yeah, I remember I recorded an episode of Childish, um, my parenting podcast with Greg Fitzsimmons. And our guest was Christina, Christina Pajitsky. And they were both here and they both had a bunch of like stand-up comedy dates booked and greg had just heard from another comedian either he had just done a set the night before or he heard from someone else it may have been rogan but i'm not sure that the club was like half empty and so they were talking about like is you know is this going to affect our dates but not like, is it going to affect our dates? Everything's going to be canceled. Just are people going to start not showing up to comedy shows because they're worried? At the beginning, it's like it didn't seem or, or rather I can remember the time where there wasn't this fear for our health. It was just a fear for how it was going to inconvenience our lives. Right. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that was sort of a the first stage of adjusting to a pandemic was like just thinking about the logistics or if actually that I can't remember now if the information hadn't really circulated yet that no, this is like something that's potentially dangerous to everyone. Yeah, I know it's it's so hard to wrap your mind around what we're doing now, you know, this version. It's like, you know, like, okay, well, you wear a mask when you go out and nothing's really open, but there's some outdoor stuff open. And then there's some assholes who think it's not true. You know, like all these little details would be so hard to put together just when you heard a new story about a disease, you know, like it's so strange. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that anybody could predict this is how it would have played Mm -hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I feel like I the part of me that processes things this specifically is like compartmentalized like I've just stopped even processing anymore at the beginning I remember very much noticing all the ways in which the world was changing and and the 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 sort of dystopian aspects of it like just wearing masks and being so afraid afraid to touch anything and all these things that seemed like science fiction um and now, though, it's just, I mean, I guess that just speaks to our either our ability to compartmentalize or our ability to, like, normalize. Like, this is just life now. 
Yeah. Like I know. we're too in it to process. Yeah. It's kind of like you just kind of had to like, it, there was just a, it, you know, it was the stages of grief thing. It's like, yeah. oh, this fucking sucks. And now it's like, okay, but you know, and yeah, I feel like it, you know, you, yeah, there's just like, there was just a couple weeks where you were kind of like mourning the loss of stuff. And then, yeah, hopefully it, it, you know, and I think, I think a, 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 a person with a compassionate heart is, is bummed briefly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, you kind of come to realize like, okay, well, we're doing this for everybody. We're doing this for society and you miss out on some shit so that everybody around you can stay safe. And yeah, so I think it, it it's, it, it, yeah, I think that, that kind people with empathy, you know, can be bummed for a little bit and then mm-hmm. move into a world of like, well, you know, just what we got to do. And then, you know, obviously there's people who are, you know, yelling outside Baskin Robbins that it's a QAnon hoax. So, you know, <laughs> who knows? But hey, there's great people on both sides. Both every everyone's great. Everyone's great in their own special way. <laughs> you guys, this was so much fun. Thank yeah. you so much, everyone, for being on this show. Um, if you guys like what you're hearing, which I hope you have, despite my unshowered nonsense, uh, <laughs> make sure you're subscribed and rate, review, download. I always forget what it is I'm supposed to be telling you to do, but all the things you can do with the podcast you like, do them because they help the show so much. Click those five stars, leave those nice comments. I read them on the show sometimes. Again, make sure you're subscribed, tell your friends, uh, and follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to submit a Just Me or Everyone, tweet that to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, which is the show's Twitter feed. Um, and Jordan, where can we find you and what would you like to plug? Yeah, uh, I am uh, on Twitter at Jordan underscore Morris. I do a podcast called Jordan Jesse Go. And uh, I am encouraging people to pre-order a graphic novel that I co-wrote that is coming out uh, summer of next year. Um, it is available for pre-order on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And uh, maybe maybe the best way you can get it is from your local indie bookstore. Uh, it's called Bubble. It's a sci-fi comedy uh, based on a podcast that I did a couple years back. It is, uh, yeah, it is a funny sci-fi story with Buffy the Vampire Slayer energy. And, uh, yeah, I co-wrote it with a great, uh, writer, Sarah Morgan and a, uh, a real comics, uh, a comics pro Tony Cliff did the art, uh, Natalie Reese did the colors and, uh, yeah, it really, I've seen, you know, kind of digital versions of it, uh, and it's, it's really turning out so cool. I'm so proud of it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal for a book if people pre-order it. It's a huge, you know. So, yeah, if it sounds like something you might be into, uh, uh, you, you can check it out online and, uh, yeah, give it a, give it a pre-order. Um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble or, uh, your local indie. And if you, um, get it from a local indie, uh, let me know somehow on uh, on Twitter or Facebook, and I will uh, shout out that local indie uh, online or on our podcast or some combination of both. Because yeah, it's a at those places uh, could use a couple bucks right now. Amazon will be fine. Uh, so yeah, and if you can if you can help out your local indie by pre ordering this thing, a great way to get it. So yeah, that's it. Wonderful, Carly. Uh, if you're interested in Disney or just what Disney fans are like, you can follow me on social media at Carly Wiesel on Instagram and Twitter. And my podcast, Very Amusing with Carly Wiesel, obviously me, dives into kind of very niche stories about Disney fandom. One of my favorites is that 
I tried to track how expired Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Star Wars sodas <laughs> wound up at an Alabama grocery store once the theme parks had closed. This stuff doesn't happen. Like wow. theme park merchandise like that does not end up at a random grocery store. So I kind of followed the lore and saw where it went. And that's everywhere you get a podcast. We're doing it every week. And I have a Patreon, which I, I need to absorb your Patreon confidence. Patreon. I just launched it and I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just always like, it's five dollars. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be better. I'm going to be, be bold. Yeah, the world's ending. Bucks. Be bold. Yeah, it's five bucks. And it's fun. And you get a welcome video from my dog. <laughs> Tony uh, at Tony Thaxton Twitter and Instagram my podcast Bizarre Albums uh, also has a Patreon Patreon uh, that's patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums episodes every Tuesday and uh, doing Halloween episodes the rest of the month and uh, this Thursday so the day this comes out uh, tonight if you're listening to the day it comes out tonight at 8pm Pacific Time I'll be playing with Don't Stop or We'll Die, my comedy band with the comedy band I play in with Paul Rust and Michael Cassidy, uh, playing a live stream on Twitch. Uh, and you can watch that at twitch.tv slash Don't Stop or We'll Die. How exciting. Now, I have an old person question. Do I have to... I'm not on Twitch. So I would I need to make a Twitch account with a suggested password or can I just go to that link and watch? think you can just watch it but i honestly don't know either yeah i I i've 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 lurked on twitch a little bit i don't think i think if you just go to that address it'll be live streaming there but it is a uh complex website if you if you don't use it regularly so yeah but i i think you're fine cool well thanks again you guys listeners thank you for listening i love you goodbye hey do you know about the allison rosen show Yeah, Alison Rosen is your new best friend.